things like I really want to do this advocacy work and and there's a, a part of what I do that's this focus on ministry with my faith and really equipping overwhelmed moms and then I have my clients and, and I felt like I was being pulled in three directions until my mentor really kind of sat me down and she's like everything you do your advocacy work your clients your ministry work is all about bringing families back to the table As a small business owner, do you have a purpose beyond building profit? Guest Heather Campbell, MSRDN, owner of Glory Nutrition, shares how she's using her small business as a voice for food insecurity while still providing nutrition services for busy families. Learn how your small business can be an advocate for change even when you have to embrace imperfect progress. Hello. Good morning, everyone. We're so glad you're here with us today. And yeah. I'm excited about today's conversation, Selena. Yeah. yeah, I am too. I One, I absolutely adore Heather. And we've had many DMs back and forth on Instagram. And I just, I don't know, I love what she does. And I just kind of love following her. And I'm so excited that she said yes to coming on here and speaking more with us. I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and yeah. I think this conversation is going to be so interesting because a lot of right now, you know, the word authenticity is kind of a hot, hot button word for businesses, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like being authentic and having your business represent who you are as yeah. a business owner, not just be like a business across the world. Right. And so I feel like what we're talking about today with Heather really fits into that. Like oh, it allows sure. your business to be that, that voice yeah. for what you stand for, yeah. you know, in no. the bigger picture. And it's not like the world can't use extra voices supporting good things. Yes. Right? The ones that are strong enough to say, Hey, I'm going to, I want to like use my voice and I want to speak loud because I want to disrupt the quiet uh, disregard of what is happening to whatever that we're bringing a voice to, I'm excited about that. And I think that's why I've always been excited about that with Heather. And I think I just see her as this like strong woman that just is like, no, I'm going to do it. And um, you said yeah. the word authentic, authentic, right? And I think this is what I like about social media, right? It's not supposed to be just about polished this or that. Yeah. Right. But like, it's a little bit of behind the scenes, behind the real stories of, yeah. right. And I like that. Right. Cause yeah. no, everybody knows that life isn't as glamorous as sometimes we try and make it seem right. No, I mean, right. if it is like what, what happened? Yeah. Like if <laughs> I, I turn my camera right now to that part of my office, it is going to look awfully messy. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my polished look because Heather deserves a clean space to be talked to. <laughs> So, um, hey, Anna, tell everybody what's the call to action question that we want to ask today. Yeah, it's very similar to what you did in our opener. But seriously, as a small business owner, do you have a purpose beyond building profit? Yeah. This is a great question to ask yourself if you haven't asked yourself this question before, right? Yeah. Like we have a mission statement or you should or may or if you don't maybe start to think about one for yeah. your actual business itself. What's the mission of your business? Yeah. But there can be a bigger mission that is tied to that, you know, and that's that purpose beyond just building a profit and, yeah. and providing the world whatever goods or services you provide. Yeah. Right. No, totally. So, and I think this is why I love talking like, you know, our kind of like our formatting of our show is not like to talk specifically about the niche that our guest is in, but how it can apply 
to other business owners. Yes. You know, and I think that's what's so relatable about this. So, yeah. all right. Shall we? Um, hi, John. I know. Yes. So I love it. We already have one person. Anyone listening, drop your drop if you have a purpose yeah. in there. But I love this inclusivity and accessibility. Yeah. You know, and extending out that outside the reach of the customer. Yeah, we're so. definitely going to bring that up when uh, Heather is here so she can kind of share in and chime in with that. Um, I am going to let's see here. We're going to bring back up the bio and we're going to have Anna. It's Tuesday, but it feels like a Monday, guys. <laughs> <laughs> feels like last Monday, and that's even worse, right? Yes, that is. <laughs> okay, let me tell you a little bit about our guest today, Heather Campbell. So Heather is the owner and family meal expert of Glory Nutrition. She is a registered dietitian, a mom of three, an Air Force spouse, and a family meal expert. She volunteers in multiple national organizations and is an active advocate for the one in four military families that are facing food insecurity. In her private practice, Glory Nutrition, Heather helps busy families gather around meals together without wasting time, money, or brain space so that they can focus on more important things. That is, that's just it in a little nutshell. So I say, I say, we just bring Heather up. Yeah, right? I'm going to pop her in right now. Yes. Heather. Hey. I'm here. <laughs> Welcome, Heather. Thank you for being our guest today. Thank yeah. you guys for inviting me. This is so exciting. I've been watching your show for a number of years since I really sort of tiptoed into this uh, military spouse and entrepreneur yeah. space. And so to get that invitation to come on and talk, I was like, what? I can come on. That's so fun. Stop it. Oh, come on. <laughs> um, okay, well, how about we get our coffee cup selfie out of the way so we can just like tell he like tell Heather, ask Heather all the questions. So yes. I was really bummed because I normally have an Alaska mug, but here we are. One, two, three. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, see, she if you don't know, our wonderful guest is in Alaska right now. And so I wanted to represent on my mug and I could not find it. It's going to, uh, it's going to be found after. So it's okay. I've got, I've got three on here, so we'll just count oh. it. Right. Like here's you guys, the yeah. leaders. And then here's, here's a little baby Heather from here just pointing the group. So there so, we go. I have yeah. to tell you this yes. though. I went on a hike once where I ran across an actual real live moose. And They're giant. Enormous. They are bigger oh than you gosh. expect. So that little baby Heather right there is probably about the size of my car. Whoa. <laughs> Heather, have they ever come into your yard or have you ever like, I mean, they I don't have. know where they venture. Really? So we, um, earlier this summer, we had a bull moose walking down the street. So the neighbors were like texting each other, you know, like go outside. And the kids are sprinting we're like, stop it. No, don't, I'm not, you know, but, um, the, the most embarrassing story, this is something I think if you have young children, you can totally resonate. We were living on a military base. We had very new neighbors. It was this sweet young Mormon family with six kids who have their life together. And <laughs> I had a kid that wouldn't nap unless I napped with him. So I, I napped with my four-year-old. My three-year-old was in his bed. My one-year-old was in her crib. And my neighbor, who always borrows 
stuff from my kitchen rings my doorbell to come borrow something. I'm like, oh, come on, Becky, you know, the yeah. doors unlocked. Like, what's the deal? So I had taken off my jeans to nap with my son. So I throw a blanket around myself. I go down to the door. It is not my lovely friend, Becky, who loves our family and knows to just walk in. It is my sweet new Mormon neighbor returning to me, my three-year-old child who also is not wearing pants. <laughs> And it's 40 degrees outside. It's September. And there's a moose in the street. And she said, I thought it was weird. He was outside without you with a moose in the road. And I was like, hi, well, welcome to the neighborhood. We're the Campbells. So, so good to meet you. Um, and I was mortified. So they totally have come in my neighborhood. And my three-year-old ran out to greet them without pants on. Oh, hey, it's a story I'm sure they also too are telling, right? Like, oh, like, man, we moved into these idiots who don't wear pants. Like, yeah. They're telling and they're like kids. So you don't play over there without mommy. That's all. <laughs> they seem so like very crazy. nice people, though. Very nice oh, people. I don't oh, know. Gosh. I think most people don't wear pants when other people aren't around. So <laughs> maybe that's just me, though. Totally. I don't know. Pants are overrated. You know what I mean? So well, this was pre-pandemic. You know, when pants were still expected. Now we all get a pass. Got it. Pre-pandemic. Got it. Yeah. Oh, Heather, hysterical. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so yeah. let's so get going, any, Anna. Yeah. It's for anyone tuning in right yeah. now. Just to remind you we are talking today about using your small business as a platform for change with our guest heather campbell and if you just are now tuning in take a look at our call to action does your if you're as a small business owner does your business have a mission or a purpose beyond building profit yeah. so drop that in the comments drop your answer in the comments we'd love to hear what you have to say about that and i think we're going to move on and just ask heather our very yes. first question yes. right Yes, let's, so do, let's it. do it. Yeah. So Heather, our first question today for you is, how have you used your small business and expertise to be a voice for change? This one is so interesting. As my business has evolved and as I've sort of really tried out different things and, and realized, nope, that's actually not the thing I really love to do. And, and sort of continue to go towards, I really want to help overwhelmed families. I really want to help simplify meals. That's what I want to do. And knowing that I have this background and this passion for food insecurity, I didn't want to bring my price point up very high. I'm like, no, busy young families can't afford, you know, expert prices, right? And oh, well, charge your worth. I'm like, right. But but my ideal client can't afford that, right? So how do I find a way to do both? So as I've grown Glory Nutrition and gotten opportunities to have bigger conversations, especially in the military community, and started to sort of use my expertise and my experience to say, hey, well, you know, this is a problem. Hey, you know that this is something I'm seeing with my clients a lot. And so being able to both take the experience of my clients and carry that forward with my own experience into these conversations, and then also using those business connections that I've made as a dietitian, as a business owner, and say, hey, I would love to talk to you about this, but from an advocacy side, no, I'm not trying to sell you my business. You're not my client, but we need to have a conversation about this really important topic. And it's kind of grown. And in the last probably six months, I'm actually doing more advocacy work than I'm doing in my small business just because of the, the level of conversations that I've been invited to, which is wonderful and really impactful work. And it truly, it just fills me up. I love what I do. Yeah. I, and you can see that. And I, I, you know, I've been following for a while. And so I've loved like when, when, you know, you had a comment one, one day where you're like, big things are coming and I'm so excited. And it's being invited to these conversations where you get to kind of like bust down more doors, right? So yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, oh, you let me in. Let yes. me tell you what I really yes. think. Yeah. Let me sit down. <laughs> yeah. Let's get so, comfortable. Um, 
I want to drop this um, comment up from Andrea where she yeah. says, I use my voice for change, but I think it accompanies what I do as an executive coach. If I can't lead, how can I reach others to do the same? Mm. And I love this because that's exactly what you were just saying, right? Like you're taking your experience and your expertise and you're listening to your clients and then you're applying their needs and their experiences and your own experience yeah. back into this bigger voice that's not going to just support your clients. It's supporting, you know, thousands of right. people, yeah. right. tens of thousands of people. And that's one of the odd things about advocacy is that you you are a voice for people who don't have a voice or maybe people who don't know how to use their voice yet, or maybe people who are so far in the middle of a problem that they don't even realize they need a voice, right? Yeah. Um, but that also means that like, sometimes you're not gonna be a very popular person because you're saying, hard things that people don't want to talk about. And that's been a really interesting um, sort of juxtaposition as well of, okay, hey, I really believe in what I'm doing, but like not everybody wants to hear about military families that that can't afford to put food on the table. That's not like a super sexy topic of like, right. here's this great thing. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Military families can't afford groceries. You want to hear it? Like, yeah. Yeah. Some people like, <laughs> right, right. No, so true. I, you know, and I think Andrea, I can kind of resonate with your question is um, I, being a strategist, we can see the opportunity for our clients to be yeah. the voice. Like they're ready to be the voice. They just need the guidance on how to, to do it. And so having somebody like Andrea behind you saying, Hey, I, I see this when you talk here, you should do that and you should do this. And you know what I mean? And I think, um, and encourage the conversation because it's, it's a wonderful thing. And I think, you know, we've been just so quiet for so long that I think it's just good to start a conversation and normalize and not normalize like, you know, these bad things, but normalize the conversation about saying, yeah. hey, you need to speak about this. You need to hear about this. Right. So, yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting, Selena, you just brought up like a secondary piece, like, yeah listening to what Heather's saying, Heather is taking her client experiences and using her voice to right. speak for them. And what you're just saying right now is a secondary way. I feel like a small business can use their business for a platform, which is to empower clients or empower their, you know, their clientele yeah. to become that voice. Yeah. Right. And, and, um, and for the bigger, for, again, this is for the bigger picture, right? It's mm -hmm. not, and when I say bigger picture, it doesn't have to be a global initiative like food insecurity, right? right? right. It doesn't have to be this massive world changing yeah. kind of conversation. It can be something that's smaller and intimate, maybe very community or grassroots based. Mm -hmm. That Those are still very important things to do. So I love that. I mean, just right now we've identified two different ways that small yeah. business owners can really like jump into that arena. If they're not comfortable being on a national scale like Heather is, you can yeah. keep it smaller or use use your clients to become yeah. that voice for you. No, be a Heather or be an Andrea. Like those, there's two, those, those lanes, right? So yeah. I, I'm an Andrea. You, you and I'm Andrea. Yeah. Even in the ways you encourage your clients. So one thing I, I talk with all of my clients about when I'm saying, okay, you're, you're the parent. One thing I do is try to eliminate the overwhelm of family meals. We're busy, especially for me as a military spouse. I've got a military husband. I've got three school age kids. I've got a business. I've got advocacy. I've got volunteer work. I've got Bible study. I, I've 
the whole house and then, you know, taking care of like marriage and kids thing like that, you know, whole part of life. And so when you bring all that together, it doesn't leave brain space left for 5 p.m. of what's for dinner. So I equip all of my clients with systems and processes. I'm a scientist, you know, by nature. So let's standardize this process. Let's create some standard operating procedures. That's business lingo, right? Let's create some standard operating procedures for the way you approach dinner time so that you're not overwhelmed. You have a pattern that you follow all the time. And then I also empower them to be the expert in their family. They're the only ones who can recognize their financial needs, their schedule needs, the mental well-being of their family. Because we've all been there where at 5 p.m. you're like, I'm supposed to make that. That's not going to fly. Nope, we're, no, we need a new plan tonight. And and having the confidence as a parent, especially, you know, maybe younger parents who are still kind of finding their footing, having the confidence to say, I am the expert in my family and I can speak about this. I started realizing that I'm telling my clients this, but then I wasn't doing it in the things that I'm an expert for in the conversations I was being invited to. So it was twofold of, hey, I'm telling my clients to act like the expert, to recognize they are the expert and to act like it, but I wasn't doing it. Oh, that's such an interesting yeah. like juxtaposition to be in, right? When you, because as a digital marketer, I find myself and I know Selena can nod her head yes to the same exact experience where I I tell my clients what to do for their social media marketing strategies, right? But do I follow my own advice? No, because I put myself last on the list, right? right? And we tend to do that. And as a business, business owner, what you're saying is so important, right? Like you're you're taking you're taking that I'm last on the list moment, but you're now you've now you're walking the walk, I guess, or talking the talk. I mean, however you want it, whichever one of those phrases you want to just throw out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right? But now you're doing it. You are yeah. doing what you're telling your clients to do. And that's awesome. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. I mean, on the on on a note though, to resonate with what you just said, there have been so many days that as the person that is the doer of the dinner making and the ordering and the, it's not just making the dinner, but there's planning it, there's ordering the groceries to make the things right. And it's, it is exhausting. Yeah. And um, I've been really making an effort, you know, when my, when I had my family and uh, all come like from Hawaii and, and Pennsylvania, we had a bunch of us. And when they left, they're like, Oh, you order a lot of DoorDash. And I was like, ew, do I? You know, and I'm like, that's okay. But I wanted there to be, I realized I wanted, I didn't want that, right? I did it because I was so tired and I didn't want to fail my family in eating another peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And not that that's not okay, because Heather has actually made me feel better. Like, I don't feel as guilty sometimes when it is a pancake night or if it's a cereal night or, you know, anyway. Okay, I could go on and on. But me and a... <laughs> Can we bring back up John's comment so we can kind of talk with Heather about that and see what, like, you know. We sure can. Yeah. So John says, committed to inclusivity and accessibility when it comes to my business, but how can I extend my reach to those outside my circle of customers? That's a great question. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that question? Like, I mean, what are some of your experiences, Heather, to share I, your message? I think whenever I've had conversations with fellow business owners who are in the same space, right? For example, working in nutrition, talking about family overwhelm um, isn't really something that people sell on the nutrition side. They might sell a specific diet or, you know, um, food freedom and 
all, all these different ideas of how to eat, but nobody really talks about moms being really, or dads, but, but the primary caregiver being really, really overwhelmed in the family and addressing that specifically, right? So as I have conversations with other business owners, hey, I love what you're doing. I love that you're promoting this. I have a colleague who's another military spouse. I adore her. And she focuses a lot on emotional eating and anti-diet messaging. And we go back and forth a lot. And she's now an ally in this fight against food insecurity because of conversations that we had that I could say, well, the reason I focus on this for families is because I've been there. We've walked through a season of not being able to afford groceries. I know exactly what it's like. I know exactly what those feelings felt like. And I'm dedicated to equipping those people, not only with the tools that they need, but also carrying their stories forward. And, and I'm not going to, you know, maybe chase profit because this is something that's really my purpose. This is my calling is to make a difference here. And so as you get those conversations, both with your customers, with your messaging and your business to say, Hey, the reason I, I focus a lot on saving time, saving money and saving brain space with feeding your family is because those are the, the three biggest pain points that I see is schedules are crazy, crazy. Our brains are cluttered and getting experience it can get really expensive to eat DoorDash all the time or to be ordering out or to not have a plan and sort of be floundering. So how do I bring those things together under one umbrella, both with my clients and then also the conversations I have with them and with other business owners? And it just kind of snowballed. I, I think I'm an, an accidental advocate where I didn't expect to really be the yeah. voice, but I just kept talking about it. And then yeah. people were like, oh, she she talks about that a lot. Like we should we should let her talk about it. <laughs> But I think that that's exactly the point of this, right? Like you yeah. found something that you feel very passionate about, that you wanted that conversation to continue. And whether your original intention was to become a, a global spokesperson for food insecurity for military families, whether that was your original intention, that's where it snowballed right. to, right? Yeah. But it just started with you feeling passionate that your expertise had a bigger, needed a bigger voice or had it or could apply to something that was, that can be devastating for families, you know? Yeah. I mean, no. I don't remember as a kid feeling insecure about food being on the table, you know, but it was years later that my mom was like, are you kidding me? I raided your piggy bank and stretched every dollar and would, you know, we used to walk, this is so, this is so small town of me, but we would walk the ditch banks to gather the onions and potatoes and turnips that would fall off the big trucks yeah. as they drive by. I didn't realize that we did that because my family had food insecurity issues when mm -hmm. I was young, right? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. But now looking back, I think, gosh, what kind of strain that must have been on my mother, mm -hmm. right? Like what kind of like stress she must have felt about what am I going to make for dinner tonight? for my seven children. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so anyway, now like just looking at what you're doing, I'm like, we need this conversation to be happening mm -hmm. bigger and louder. And, and whether again, just as a small business owner, whatever that conversation is for you, you need it. You start by doing exactly what Heather just said, which is networking and talking about yeah. it with other people and finding your like-minded group. Yeah. Just, and I think yeah. 
I saw it as like two competing things. Like I really want to do this advocacy work and and there's a, a part of what I do that's this focus on ministry with my faith and really equipping overwhelmed moms. And then I have my clients and, and I felt like I was being pulled in three directions until my mentor really kind of sat me down and she's like, everything you do, your advocacy work, your clients, your ministry work is all about bringing families back to the table, mm-hmm. bringing families back to the table to focus on more important things, to focus on the relationships you're building, to focus on that foundation of your family, especially being military, like we are, right? We move a lot. My house changes, my community changes, our friends change, all of that changes. But the one thing that's constant for my kids is the ability to gather. And sometimes it's in Taco Bell and sometimes it's at the ball field. And sometimes it's just around the TV with pizza. But that intentional time to gather your family, that sort of goes into all three areas that I work in. And so once I realized that Glory Nutrition was not just this like serving my clients, but Glory Nutrition really encompassed all of the different work that I do in three different arms, that really gave me the freedom to not feel like I had to divide my attention, but see how it all came together. Do you, I mean, like when that aha moment happened, you must have just been like, right? Like, like, I mean, just like, oh, I can do so much like now. Like, you know I can what I do mean? so much. And I can tell the, the clients that, um, you know, my paid clients, I can tell them, hey, the money that you're paying in, a portion yes. of what you're giving to Glory Nutrition is going to go to ministry work. A portion yeah. of what you're giving to Glory Nutrition is going to feed my local community. This right. is how I use the profit for my business yeah. is to pour back into either directly into the business or into my community. Yeah. Um because that's, that's where we are in our household. We're no longer food insecure, praise God. Like we don't struggle with that now. So we yeah. have the flexibility that the profit that I make, we can do bigger things yeah. that align with our purpose and not necessarily only generating profit. So that, that's a blessing yeah. that we have for my position. It sounds like a secondary benefit of, of this process of you using your voice has become you've been able to redefine and really define down to exactly what your purpose is as a business owner exactly what your business does and that is a huge blessing like in terms of like that is a great benefit because there's a lot of businesses that flounder with that what do i do how do i you know that elevator pitch like trying to really narrow down that elevator pitch about what it is behind what i do and the reason what's my why yeah. And you, I mean, I love that you're just, you're so confidently just say, my why is to bring families back to that gathering place around the table. Yeah. And like you said, in front of the TV, at the ball game, at Taco Bell, whatever right. the gathering place is, that's my why. Yeah. I love that. Like that's, yeah. I just went, Ooh. Yeah. Amazing. No, there's a lot of things from me, Heather. I mean, the fact that you took your experience with food insecurity and you want to help others, you know, sometimes we just go, yeah, yeah, I'm not, you know, I have, I have. I have blessings on the table. I'm great. And then that's it. And not that that's not wrong, but you said, I want to do more with it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, that's where advocacy comes in, right? Yes, <laughs> that's where it comes in. Or you yeah. can do that. So well, let's, let's throw up our <laughs> yeah. second question for Heather, um, because I think that this is an important part of this conversation. So yeah. Heather, can you tell us what you mean? Okay. So let's backtrack for just yeah. a minute. Um, one of the terms you use frequently is imperfect progress. So can you tell everyone what you mean by that and just kind of how it applies to this conversation? Well, I think, you know, when I when I think about my clients, for example, when I'm talking to them about getting their family around a meal, we have this Norman Rockwell 
picture in our mind of this like beautifully plated dinner and this mom who doesn't have stains on her clothes and these children who are clean sitting at the table and everyone's like, yay, mom, we love what you're serving. This is the best. That has literally never been the picture in my house, like ever, like not on Christmas. Okay. So when you recognize that you have the ability to gather your family, but we don't need this perfect picture, right? It can be pizza night around the TV. It can be cereal night. I talked to a mom last spring and she had, she's a vet. She had gone through a season of using her GI bill to go to school. And she goes, they don't tell you the GI bill isn't enough to live on. So she was homeless while she went to college when she got out and now is a military spouse. And she has a trauma response of hoarding food and also worrying that she's not doing good enough for her family. And when she's on solo parent ops, right? When her, her spouse is gone for military duty, she has cereal nights. And I had said in my presentation, hey, if you have cereal night, if that's all you can muster, if that's all your budget can do, if that's all your brain space can do, if that's all your schedule can do, that's fine. Make sure you include some fiber. If your cereal doesn't have fiber, put fruit on top. Make sure you have a high protein milk. It's fine. It's a balanced meal. It's okay to do cereal night. And giving my clients or people that I speak with the permission to not have it all perfectly, to sort of throw out that perfect picture and realize that the ways that you're doing things, as long as you're intentional behind them and you keep that foundation of your family, the relationships with your people at the center of it, then who cares if you're eating Taco Bell or if you're eating at the ball field or if you're eating in front of the TV, you get that flexibility to do what's best for your family in each moment. And it's the same with our business or with our advocacy. It's okay if it doesn't look like five figure months right away. It's okay if it doesn't look like five figure years right away, right? Like that's how it starts. That's not bad. You're still taking those steps to get closer to your goal and do more of what aligns with what you want to be doing in your life. And that's imperfect progress. We can't get discouraged that it doesn't go perfectly right away. Oh, I love that so much. I am obsessed with that answer because I think we all need to hear that. Like, I don't need to dress up for dinner. I don't need to have my kids wear their tie. You know, I, I uh, and incorporating that with life. Like, it's okay that I leave my desk over here a mess, right? I know. I hear you, John. <laughs> uh, we love breakfast for dinner too. And I, but I think just that permission to not have to be perfect. And I know that's exactly, I love, I love that you say this and use this and, and like push this to anybody that wants to listen. Yeah. Um, because well, isn't it funny though? We do need permission from others. Well, I think it's, it's the, it's that ideal, right? There's an ideal that's placed out there as the norm. And the reality is, is that's probably less the norm than most people want to admit to, right? But you have social media where you only throw up the most perfect moments of your life. And so there's this almost an expectation that happens at some point where people feel I'm not meeting status quo. I had, I can fully admit I had many a serial night at during deployments i was like hey kids we got honey nut cheerios in there that's and ours honey nut cheerios <laughs> that's a yummy dinner are you kidding me it, it's my it's favorite so cereal so i'm like guess what kids <laughs> you know it's just enough of that little sweetness but still i feel like gives them a little bit of like the wholesome goodness of cheerios i don't know you know i'm i'm not definitely not nutritionist but anyway <laughs> no. no i i i um Man, you just said you had said something that kind of triggered something from my past, which is probably why I eat the way that I've eaten. Um, the trauma that you're uh, my stepmom uh, way back when she used to actually lock our refrigerators 
And so yeah. she would portion out meals and, um, and it's not that, but it's just the, the fact that we um, could not get something uh, unless something was unlocked you know, allowed for my brain to like, I'm always like, I have to eat this now because I don't know if I'm going to get another opportunity or I, you know what I mean? And yeah, anyway, I don't know. I brought that up just because, but it, it leads to a lot of different things, right, Heather? And I think this is like trying to teach that in the nutrition world. And when you're thinking about, you know, this could apply both with business or, you know, with the way that you're eating it with your family, we recognize that, oh, I know one meal might not be bad or door dashing once, like right. that's fine. I'm fine with it. But sometimes we need to keep in mind those habits. And whenever I talk to my clients about habits, I talk about sort of a big account, right? We have for the military, for example, we get paid on the first of the month and the middle of the month. We know that it's coming. The pay is set by Congress. It's predictable. We know what is coming, right? So if you log into my bank account on the first of the month, like it looks real dang good. But if you log in on the second after the mortgage came out and everything else came out, like it doesn't like look as good anymore. But I would never, you know, text my financial advisor, for example, on the first minute, look how good my account looks, or on the second and be like, oh my gosh, my account looks so bad. You know, or, or you go to Disney World and it costs five thousand dollars to go for a week. And sometimes I think with the way that our habits run, the way that we eat, we think, oh, well, I just didn't do good enough. Like, I guess I just won't try. Well, what if we did that with our finances? What if we said, I spent $5,000 last week going to Disney World. Well, I guess that's what we do now. We just spend $5,000 a week now. Like, that's a really bad idea for most American families. Okay. Yeah. So, but we do that with other things in our mind. But if we see it as a trend, if we see it as the habit of how you spend on the first, how you spend on the 12th, how you spend on the 23rd, all of that factors in over your entire month to give you that whole picture of ins and outs for your bank account. It's the same with any habit. How is your life trending? Are you generally creating a trend? And that when you can see where your trend lies, that really gives you that permission to say, okay, yeah, tonight's cereal and, and we're not wearing pants and that's fine. Um, and, and not worry about it because you know where your family's habits and traditions lie. And when you can get out of that like sort of snapshot and see the whole video, that makes a big difference. I feel like what you're describing right now is is truly like kind of that underlying foundation of this entire conversation where it's not going to ever go perfectly. And, and there are habits and characteristics and experiences in our background that are going to shape the way that we are capable of doing things, right? And this goes across the board. And so when you apply this to like thinking about your small business or thinking about your small business as being a voice of advocacy or thinking about your small business having a bigger mission or purpose, right? Like that imperfect progress and that understanding that your experiences, characteristics, and, and even background are going to play into the progress that you make as you start that process. Like, it just is one of those things where it's like, don't get discouraged. Like, if it doesn't happen right away for you, just keep moving along because it will come, you know? And not seeing failure as as a failure, I come from a background of research. So we have a lot of null hypothesis and you, you know, I've got little kids. So we tell them a, a hypothesis is just a fancy guess. We, we guess that this is what it means, right? So you have a guess, you run your experiment and the answer to your guess was no. Was the experiment failed? No, it just means, okay, yeah. that was my first idea. Okay, here's my next idea. Let's go here. And it all helps guide you towards that path of where you need to be going, say in an experiment or things you need to do in your business or in your family meals. You might feel that's okay. What if it's what if it's okay? 
What if his behavior totally bombs and goes terribly? Then what? Okay, now when you can start really addressing that and stop living in fear of it, it's like, yeah, this might go really bad. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. And then moving forward from there, that's when you really get that freedom to use your voice for advocacy or to really um, gear your business to be the things that you really want to be doing because you realize that if it's so, if it fails, like, okay, I'll just have to adjust it. And yeah, like, that wasn't great. And it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I want to throw this up there because I feel like it applies, right? So if you're asking questions that make people uncomfortable, and you, you've mentioned this, Heather, and yeah. you're not a popular person in this moment. Not everybody's right. happy to see you coming, right? But you're <laughs> doing it right, so that's okay. It's yeah. not a failure. It's yeah. not, you know, it's not always going to be perfect, happy progress. Right. So yeah. I love this. I love this thought. And I I think like, you know, just to, just to caveat off of that, I think, you know, sometimes we may, that's still a disruption, right? Heather being present or whoever is the advocate is being present is disrupting that normalcy of what, where they're thinking. Right. And so even though you may not see something right there, they go home two days later, they're talking with their wife or husband or child and it comes up in combo like, yeah, I'm, at this uh, lady named Heather and she talked about that. You know what I mean? Like you don't know the ripple effect that y- you doing what you do truly has sometimes. Yeah. So absolutely. And when you authentically it. say, this is the thing I believe in. This is the thing that no matter what conversations I'm invited to, I'm going to continue yeah. to hold this belief. Yeah. Then, then you do get to have those conversations and you do sort of get to build this network of people that, that know to call you or know to ask you yeah. about things or that maybe sort of accidentally put you in places of national advocacy. Um, those conversations happen because they can tell with your business or with the things you believe in that it's authentic and that you're dedicated to it. And that's yeah. what really has made a difference for me that shift from only, you know, only being a business owner to now being able to be a voice is because I've authentically had conversations about it from the beginning. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? I love that idea. That, that I feel like that's the challenge we need to leave our guests with is to really sit down, look at your business, look at your mission statement, look at the reason you do what you do and really try and drill that down into what is your true why and yeah. see if there's a bigger platform for that why. Is there a bigger platform you can be supporting in what you're doing? Yeah. I'm really curious to know. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I'm going to yeah. do that this week. I'm going to sit down and be like, okay, so I'm, you know, in your head, sometimes you think, oh, well, I'm just a, you know, whatever it is you are. Yeah. But that's not, that's yeah. not the reality. The reality is, is your skill set can help support your bigger why. Right. And, and, and yes, anyway, I'm yeah. excited. No, I am too. I, but I do. Okay. I want to add this part to it. Right. And maybe remember how I said earlier, right. You can be a Heather or you can be an Andrea, right. Where we're not usually be an Andrea, right. Support someone like Heather by, by saying, Oh, I love her mission. And I love the voice that she uses. I will share, I will share her content with my audience or I will share her name in a space that is looking for a voice like Heather's, right? Like, you can be that and and that can be part of the mission, right? If you can't be, if you can't be a Heather, you can definitely be an Andrea and still um, help advocate for change in your way, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, 
don't yeah, know. Now it. it's a now it's a thing. Now that's a t-shirt, right? Be a Heather or be an Andrea, but either way, <laughs> use that voice, right? So use your voice, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. Uh, well, let's like let's shuffle on to like. I mean, I could actually talk about this all day. I mean, you, you're jarring some things in my memory of like, you know. But I, one, I just want to say thank you for kind of uh, all, all the the answers to your questions. And we're going to move on to, uh, let's see here. We're going to move on to our toolkit. And it's my favorite part. Um, I think, look, it costs you nothing <laughs> to for this toolkit, which I love. And I think like Heather on the gram, she gives you fast, actionable tips. You know what I mean? So make sure, <laughs> don't mind my link. It's wrong. But, um, this follow her on the gram. Yeah. She has like the best reels and she talks about, I mean, I've gone like, Oh, I can make myself a snack because yeah. I, I just, you know what I mean? You remind me anyway, all the things, but Heather, tell people why, tell why they should be on the gram. Um, I love Instagram. I was really scared of reels, but now I love them. I love finding ways to either just resonate yeah. with my followers or to give them those quick actionable stuff and everything about glory nutrition is helping you have the confidence to bring your family back together right so whether it's around a meal whether it's around snacks whether it's remembering to feed yourself busy parent um but giving yourself permission to do it imperfectly and to also realize that like i don't have it together i posted last week about being laid up on the couch with a headache and we were ordering pizza and one time i made a real to jump around and you know when it's like i'm sliding my face across the floor and the caption was just like when it's 5 p.m and you're exhausted and you have to feed these dang kids and they got like the most views it was like it's like 10 times all my other views and it's just me dragging my face on the floor so i love it i think it's so yeah. fun it's such a funny way to, to share the funny parts of life to share yeah. the hard parts of life but also to really build that action with my clients and say hey yeah like, Here's me living out the things that I'm telling you that you should be doing with your family. All the things I teach in Glory Nutrition are, are right there on Instagram. Yeah, it's relatable. I think like as a business owner and entrepreneur and a military, I mean, you don't have to be any of those or all of those or one of those, but I it just, it's relatable. And I think that's why I'm always like, I mean, really, Heather, I'm like in her DMs so much like, oh my gosh, I love this or oh my gosh. Anyway, okay. I could go on and on and speak the, speak the accolades, but go follow her. And I think it is a tool. Uh, it's a great toolkit to have for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I so, just dropped the link yeah. in. Yeah, I just dropped the link in to um, the blog that's on Ann and Selena's post where it's links to everything that you need, all the places to find Heather as yeah. well as um, some of the really fun things that we've been talking about. So Head on over to, you know, just drop down in the links and click that and yeah. you will be able to find what you need. Yeah. Okay. What's next on the agenda? Go ahead, Anna. Intro this part for, for us. Okay. So Heather, we love for our guests to be able to find you after the fact in all the places. So can you just give them kind of a rundown about where you're at and where the best place to connect with you might be, whether they're looking to talk to you about your advocacy work or Healthful, healthy family meal plans uh, through your Glory Nutrition work. If you would like to talk about advocacy work, if you would like to learn more about military food insecurity, one in four military families are struggling to put food on the table. There's some progress that's been made with recent policy change and legislation, but there's still work to be done. So if you want to know how to contact your local food bank, how to get in 
touch with your representative in Congress, all of that, please find me on LinkedIn because I love to hang out there and talk all things um, work-related. If you want to know more about how to feed your family well in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming, then come find me on Instagram. And of course, if you're interested in requesting to work with me one-on-one, learning more about my programming, or if you would like to request me as a speaker or workshop leader, then please find me on Glory Nutrition. But truthfully, find me on any of those places. They all come to my phone the same way. So, you know, the notifications pop up the same. No matter where you find me, I will get it. Awesome. I love it. Thank you, Heather. Yes. Okay. Our, uh, our, uh, Our coffee chat tip. Uh, for the day is going to be when looking to expand and hire a contractor or employee practice setting aside those rates for a couple of months to see if you can truly commit to hiring. I love this tip jar from Caitlin. Mm -hmm. So if you're worried that you're not going to be able to pay someone to do that outside work. Okay. And I'm just going to throw out here like financial advice, right? Like Yes, like financial advice, set the money aside every month and see if it's feasible for you or what your budget might truly be. And um, okay, and then let's just point up above to Heather, right? Family meal planning. If you're worried that you cannot afford those costs, start setting the money aside right now to see if you can commit to hiring that person to support you in those in those extra helpful things that you need to really become successful both personally and professionally. So thank you, Caitlin, Caitlin Eldridge, Eldridge CPA, LLC. She's a fantastic uh, CPA. And so we appreciate you bringing our tip jar for us today. Yes. You can follow her on Instagram as well. Like Heather, phenomenal financial tips when you need it. Yes. All right. We are at the end of our show where I know it's always so sad, but we do want to say thank you so much to Heather for being our guest this week. We, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I'm, you know, it gets me excited thinking about that bigger picture platform and the things that you can really do and and really how much of a of an impact we have as small business owners, really what we can do with those voices. There's just there's really no lack if you're willing to put the effort into it. So um, next week we have Lex Savella coming on and she is a website user experience uh, researcher and designer. So that's if you've ever heard the terms UX design. Lex is an expert on that. And we're going to be talking about how you can use that within your website, your technology platforms, but also just in your business in general. So um, jump on with us next week to hear from Lex directly. She's living in Japan. So it's, uh, yeah, it was, she's a day ahead of us. So it's like going into the future. So make sure you jump on next week with us. And then as always, you can find Anna and Selena at annanselena.com. We love to hang out on LinkedIn, so connect us with there, or you can jump onto Facebook, Instagram, um, and as always, hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and on your YouTube channel at the 15-ish Minute Coffee Chat. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Yes, Heather. Uh, Love you. I'll see you on the ground. Yeah. (laughs) Hello, everybody. everybody.